Explode. And I am Pat Shea. And we are so happy to be back in your ears. Welcome to season two of Funny Parents. Season two. Dose. Season dose. We are so happy to be here. It's been a long summer for us. Yes. A very long summer. I don't know if you went through this as well. I feel like we tried to pack two summers into one. Um, We extended uh, just everything we had wanted to do that we couldn't do last summer. We went out and tried to do this year. And uh, and suddenly uh, it was a lot of hurrying around to relax. Yes, it was a lot of hurrying, not a lot of relaxing. Um, I think about (laughs) recently the New York Times had an article that says the parents aren't all right. And I think that is pretty accurate. I know uh, we parents have really been through it this last 18 months, particularly now parents of school age kids. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of emotions packed in there. And speaking of school, our kids finally started school. Yeah, they just went back this week. September 13th was their first day. Yeah. Which is so interesting because now we're starting season two of the podcast. Hmm. It's almost like something changed in our day-to-day life. Like I wasn't constantly trying to keep them entertained. (laughs) Interesting. We might have time on our hands. We don't have time on our hands, but we had some time. Exactly. Because here we are. Exactly. And And it's good to be back. It is. We are so excited to announce a Funny Parents live show. Live, in person. In person. uh, We have a fantastic lineup of storytellers. Um, Some of our favorite storytellers from prior episodes. Uh, We've got Kate Tellers and Kate James are both going to be telling stories and some amazing new storytellers as well. Ophira Eisenberg of NPR's Ask Me Another, who is legendary in the storytelling world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steve Waltine. Yes, who uh, has written for so many TV shows, although to me, he will always be Tom Blaine Belleroth from Hello from the Magic Tavern. Which is an awesome podcast, <laughs> totally improvised podcast, which is super duper fun. Yes. If you ever want to go down that. But we have many Hello from the Magic Tavern we do. storytellers. Kate James yeah. is involved. That That's is true. Well. Yeah. As well, we have Mike Brum. Mike Brum. That is so exciting. Uh, yeah, a longtime writer for Colbert, and uh, we're, we're so excited. We've been uh, back and forth with Mike about when we could get him on the show, and, uh, and he is coming. He's going to tell a story live at QED Astoria. October 17th here in New York City at 5 p.m. And yep. it will be outdoors yes. and all vaxxed. Yeah, so if you are in the New York area, grab some friends, come down, because it is also free. That's right. It is free. This is a parent's late afternoon out dream. Yeah. Because it's early enough, because God knows none of us want to leave the house (laughs) after 7 p.m. That's not going to happen. So it's at 5 p.m. Grab some friends, come on down. It is free because Pat and I were granted a City Artist Corps grant. Yes. So that we are able to share this dream of ours, of having a live show. Yes. Although we will have a ticket or a reservation uh, you'll need to make. We'll have information on how to get there on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash funnyparents. And our website, funnyparentspodcast.com. Yeah. But now let's kick off. Yes. First episode, this is a doozy. Now, I've been trying to get Megan uh, right. to come tell this story for probably about six months. <laughs> uh, but, you know, life and having the kids home for the summer. So once her kids yeah. went back to school, she's like, hey, let's do it. So 
she's going to share a story. Megan O'Brien, oh, by yes, the way. Sorry, yes, yes, our friend Megan O'Brien, who uh, we've known for so long and, and is part of, I believe now, the longest running consistent improv group in Chicago, Deep Schwa. Deep Schwa. Uh, she has also, she works for the Second City. Uh, she has, is just a, a fantastically uh, talented improviser and... Uh, the only person we ever knew in the improv community in Chicago who was also an aeronautical engineer. Not too shabby. <laughs> Not too shabby. Uh, and she's going to share this story of the day she took the iPads away mm -hmm. and the realization, oh my gosh, my kids are addicted to these things. Enjoy. I do, I do have a story to tell. I want to kick this story off, though, by saying that there was a time in my life when I think I was a better mom than what's happened in the course of the story. And what I mean by that is, so the, the story ultimately, uh, the, the thesis statement is I took my kids' iPads away from them and, mm. and the unfolding of, of that whole disaster. But there was a time when I limited their iPad usage to the point where this addiction didn't exist. Right. And that was all pre COVID, but then COVID hit and it was like, mm. Oh my God. Yes. Live on that thing. If you, if it just means getting through the day, cause that was, it was only going to last a month or something, you know? <laughs> and so they became so addicted to these things so quickly. Mm. And I, I, I didn't have, the bandwidth to start setting more limits at the time. So we're, you know, we're going back to like March of 2020. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. It, it makes you happy. You're quiet. I, and I can just sit here and think about the world falling apart. Good. So that, but that same time frame, all the kids in the world were kicked out of school and those fortunate enough to have Chromebooks or some form of school issued laptop could do their school from home. And this is important to note because my kids had had and had been using these Chromebooks, yeah. you know, for a couple of years leading up. And now they're really relying on them starting in um, March or April of last year. All of this is important to know that they knew how to navigate the whole thing. This factors <laughs> right. in heavily into what's about to happen. They knew how to navigate. So my their school uses Google Classroom, which yeah. a lot of schools use, but not all. So the kids knew where to find their assignments, where to submit their work, how to pull the camera up and take a picture of their math work. All of this was well known by May of 2020. Mm, <laughs> they yeah. were, and you know, kids, especially the, at this point, my kids were 10 and 11. They're really proficient. They could pick up this technology really quickly. So they're doing a really good job in terms of like being able to navigate this. So now cut to February of the, this year of 2021. Mm -hmm. And I, they're still on Zoom school. There's some talk of going back in a little bit, but it hasn't happened. But we're, we've been on Zoom school now for coming up on, you know, the better part of a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And both kids were basically failing out of school because they weren't literally turning their assignments in, like clicking that submit button or whatever it was, even though they knew it was there. Or they were claiming they didn't see an assignment posted or something like this. And I just... 
day after day, I would say, are your assignments finished? Yes. Great. You can play on your iPads. And I was maybe being a little lazy and not double checking because that's real boring to go on there and check. So I was just, yeah, yeah, it is. And they said it was such earnest, like, yeah, I'm all done. I was like, great. Oh, this is awesome. And then I start getting emails from the teachers, like your child is failing. And so we had a, you know, a sit down, like, what is happening? And I did go on there. I was like, oh my God, you guys are not doing any of your assignments. They're like, yeah, I didn't know where they were. So I just had, I'm like, if you don't get these assignments done, these iPads are going away. No, 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 you can't do that. So let's say a Tuesday rolled around. I can't remember what day of the week it was. They get home from school. Their routine is that they, you know, throw their bag down, pull their homework out, sit up at the counter in the kitchen, have a snack and get their homework done. And in what were they, third or fourth and fifth grade, their homework is not overwhelming. Right. Oh, I made yeah. it sound like they had just come home from school. No, school. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. I said that wrong. So, yeah, we were off our routine. Everybody, we were off our rockers. So anyway, point being at like five o'clock on this Tuesday, they both want their iPads. And I said, well, are your assignments done? Yep. Yep. Okay. Show me. Mm. So they pull up their, their Google classroom and they're not done. And I said, then hand me your iPads. You knew this was going to happen. And there's just like blank stares at me. Like, no, no, it hasn't yet. (laughs) I mean, literally, just no. And I said, go get your iPads and hand them to me. And uh, June immediately got angry, like, no. But I didn't know that was that assignment was was there. I didn't know. And I said, you did. It's right there. And you know how to navigate this. Give me your iPads. So it took probably a solid 10 minutes to get the physical iPads in my hands. Oh, my God. And then they were just, they were like, their minds were blown. They were so yeah. confused. They were frustrated. There were some initial attempts at negotiating. Like, what, what if I just right. get it done right now? I was like, no. I told you clearly yesterday, if you said that your assignments were done and they weren't, the iPads were gone for at least 24 hours. Yeah. June all of a sudden collapsed with a stomach ache in front of me, like just crumpled <laughs> in, into a heap on the ground, holding her stomach. And Cormac just, he, he turned, he's like... I'm going to take a shower. I need to take a shower. Clearly I have affected them because, you know, getting kids at those ages to shower is not easy. And each voluntarily showers. So then as June's on the floor, writhing in pain over the stomach ache, the dogs come over. We have two dogs and these dogs are very sensitive to moods, which is awesome. But Uh they can see that June's, you know, in absolute agony and so they both come over and so she starts playing with them and the stomach ache fades away so now she's kind of rediscovered the dogs that we have them which is cool because they've been neglected for six months so (laughs) June starts playing with the dogs but still you know every once in a while she'd hold her stomach and moan and I was like okay it's gonna be a long night so that's all within the first hour Oh my and God. I, 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 I kept a log of this, by the way, and I was posting it on Facebook yeah. and the reactions from other parents were awesome because some were like, literally as though I said, I'm going on a hunger strike until, you know, some amazing people are like, you, you hang in tight. You're doing God's work. I can't, I'm, I'm here for you, whatever you need. And other parents were like, you've never done this before. My kids never get their iPads. 
So it was pretty funny. So then in the second hour, I'm sitting on the couch and this is the evening. Um, I'm sitting on the couch reading a book. And by the way, my book, I, I mostly read on a Kindle, which is on my iPad. Mm-hmm. So here, here I am, you yeah. know, shoving it in their face, right, yeah. at their iPads, but I am reading a book. So my son Cormac sits down next to me and he just starts listing everything that he doesn't want to do right now. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to, I don't want to scooter right now. And I don't, I don't want to draw and I, I definitely don't want to be on my iPad. Yeah. Just let me just know, let you know that I, I don't want that. This is really good for me. And it, it was at that point that I looked around and realized that June had just disappeared. So no longer oh. on the floor, no longer with the dog. She's somewhere in the house, but she's just mm. disappeared. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is going well. So some more time goes by and I go up to June's room and she's buried under a pile of blankets in the corner of her room. And I, I walked in, I could see her, she was under there and I said, June. And as soon as I wa- as soon as I said her name, she she starts the hysterical crying as though she was just waiting, oh. like and cue the crying. Um, and then she starts yelling, "Why am I being punished for something I didn't know I was supposed to do?" Oh, I was like, "Could we walk back a little bit to yeah. what the threat was? <laughs> it was that if you didn't complete your assignments, the iPads were gone." And I said, "Oh." This is when I get sarcastic about. Them. Oh wait, I, I'm so sorry. Did Google Classroom cl- crash and you didn't know that you had assignments? Is that what happened? Because that's legit. You should have just told me. And she's like, "No, it didn't." And you're making fun of me. <laughs> so then I go check on Cormac. He's now gotten all of the printer paper, like a huge ream of printer paper, out, and he's drawn and created this whole village of funny people. He was calling them. <laughs> like just different shaped people. And uh, he's got them all laid out over this table. And he's like telling me about the different people. And he's he's a really good artist, very creative. He loves cartooning. Mm. So I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. I haven't seen him draw in a long time. Like this is happening again. And so I'm like, this is awesome. Keep it up. I, I grab my, my phone, happen to check email. And there's an email from his art teacher sent moments prior. Uh-huh. saying that Cormac hadn't accomplished, hadn't finished any art assignments this quarter. Oh, no. oh. And I turn and look at him, you know, with this table covered in creative drawings. And I said, Cormac, Mr. Mills says you haven't turned in any art assignments this quarter. And yet oh. look what you've done here. Isn't that funny? And he didn't laugh. And I didn't either. <laughs> and I just walked away. Oh, what is happening? And then both kids, I, I finally got both kids to bed. A lot of tears, mm-hmm. a lot of, we promise yeah. tomorrow's going to be better. Like, this is what, this is literally like, like withdrawal that they were going yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. So I finally put them into bed, both of them fully miserable. So I just started drinking wine. So yep. I feel far less miserable. <laughs> the next morning I go in June's room to wake her. The first words out of her mouth were, Good morning. What am I supposed to do all day without my iPad? <gasps> I was like, my God, the control. And I said, well, how about focus on school today, June? I can't, you know, like flop back over in bed. Probably the stomachache came back. Mm. And then, so I'm fixing breakfast for Cormac. And he's like, 
oh, hey, mommy, you know, it's Wednesday. I had this really cool, really clever, creative idea that that t- today should be Wacky Wednesday in Fortnite. You know what I mean? Oh, but I can't, can I? And I said, no. <laughs> but good job. Good job, buddy, coming up with a with Wacky Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So they got through the school day. They still, I mean, the, the, my plan was to go through that next evening like no iPads. And we did. And it was, they were just like blobs. (laughs) They once in a while, like engage with me to negotiate. Like if I wash all the windows, can I have an hour on my iPad? No, (laughs) nope. (laughs) No. Hey, if I take the dogs for a while, no. I mean, there, they just, this, there was some acceptance that was starting to seep in. I'm guessing they were cycling through the stages of grief, but I don't know. Yeah. But they, and they just kept coming back to, it's just not fair because I didn't know I had that assignment. It's like, yeah, you did. And that's, that's it. Yeah. So I have to, so we survived barely and I have taken the iPads away for like an afternoon since then. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's their maturity that they've matured a little bit more in the past few months. Cause it is amazing how some maturity happens in, in spurts, you know, yes. like yeah. almost like growth spurts that it's been a little bit easier, but I'm wondering if that kind of like helped set the bar with that full 24 hours, but it was probably harder on me than them. <laughs> I just didn't, I just didn't collapse with a stomach ache. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. You know what blows me away Mm. is that she has two kids. Yep. And I believe our older kid and younger kids would have basically the exact same reactions. Oh, completely. Of the the uh, sweet, oh, it's too bad, hint, hint, bargaining on one side, and the, my stomach hurts. <laughs> it is true. Our younger son's stomach hurts anytime there's something that he doesn't want to do. There's, there's discomfort in the room. Suddenly, the stomach goes. And sometimes you're legitimately concerned. True, true. I was like, maybe we have to take this child to the doctor. doctor. He has stomach problems. Like all the time. And then we realized it was only around things that he didn't want to do. Yeah, there is discomfort. I feel it in my belly. (laughs) Yes. But it makes me think of the bigger question. And this is our Mm -hmm. question to all of you. Come to our Facebook page and answer for us. If you could throw out one gadget or game that your child plays, never to be seen or heard from again. Yeah. What would it be? Ours is really easy. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Your time is up. Xbox. If we could get rid of Xbox. Oh my goodness, we'd get our son back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and now mind you, our kid plays one game yeah. on it. Yeah. FIFA, FIFA soccer. And if you've listened exactly. to podcasts, you know soccer's big in our life. But they oh he pretends to be the manager of all these major clubs. He's, and he's making deals for hundreds of millions of dollars for players and uh you know and and kind of 
basically what what big soccer clubs do, just sort of rigging the system so that, yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure about the life lessons. Yeah, no, because when my 10-year-old is like, well, I only offered him $21 million. Of course he wasn't going to take it. I'm like, right. what are you talking about? <laughs> this yeah. is ridiculous. Um, and I will say that does uh, cl- cue us up really well for uh, we will have a bonus episode coming out next week, yes. an episode of Funny Parents Podcast. And I'll also say if you have a soccer-loving kid, it's it's a great episode. It's a book um, club episode. I'm sorry. I said Funny Parents podcast sorry no, it's a book club. Uh, an episode of funny parents book club and uh we have the kid soccer author of kid soccer author uh, authors coming uh to join us next week so uh look forward to that and thank you so much for listening for uh, uh subscribing leaving leave us a review on the itunes store and uh can't wait to be back in your ears thanks everybody mm-hmm.